Hey everybody, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to let you know about Anchor, because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, just like this show, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great, just like this one, and they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. Get started today by downloading downloading the Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. Sophie gets grounded, but you can't keep her down. Marissa is on it while Hannah gets it on. Eric is dead. And Otrex isn't the fun techno club it sounds like. We are talking season one, Hannah, episodes five and six, Town and Mother. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz That's what we're talking. Hannah, season one, we know now it gets a season two, so there's, a, there's so much more that we're going to find out. But we're still not done with season one. We're kind of at the halfway point going into that tail slide of what should be a series finale. And so much has happened and so much more is to come. My name is Teron. I will be your host at this After Buzz After Show as we discuss Hannah, season one, episodes five and six, Town and Mother. Now, panel's not here, but you are there at home. We'd love to hear your comments below. Please remember, you are, if not as much more than part of this panel than we are. Love to hear everything you have to say. Plus, I really enjoy the comparisons that a lot of you have between Hannah the movie and Hannah the TV series. But now we've moved out of the preview of the movie into its own world. Now Hannah has finally come alive. Because for the first episodes, especially the first two, going into the third... We were comparing it uh, profusely to Hannah the movie, of course, the 2011 spy thriller that stormed the world. Now we're getting into a Hannah world where the movie takes no place other than the foundation and principles. So my overall thoughts for episodes five and six are both that they were both fun. They were both also full of information as we move forward. We get a lot more analysis of who Marissa is. We get a lot more understanding of this ultra-secret organization, tracks that we are supposed to be uh we we're supposed to hate right but we tend to also forget that this organization is an organization that is supported and corroborated by the governments around the world so maybe there's a lot more to it as we find out through the eyes of sawyer the agent who has kind of taken eric's place sawyer is now the go-to guy another part of the story that i really enjoy especially episodes five and six is when we get sophie back so Sophie is by far one of the highlights of Hannah. Sophie is just such a wonderful, wonderful character. The play, the way it's played is is actually brilliant. And the actor who plays Sophie on the show, uh, Rian uh, Barreto, excellent actor. Let's we're gonna see a lot more. We're gonna see a lot more from this character because Sophie is. Just uh, is like this beacon of shining, shining both acting acumen and the character really brings the whole show alive. It's just a fun character to watch. Sophie's a true definition of a ride or die. We just hope she doesn't actually die in the process because Hannah, Hannah asks a, asks a lot of everybody on the show. I mean, Hannah's just. Getting Sophie, Sophie naturally covers for her. Hannah does the most. And, of course, that scene with Hannah and Anton, the boy, the boy 
boy trouble, Hannah. We thought it was a big deal when she had a Snickers bar. Man, hungry? Why wait? Because she didn't She didn't wait to have sex at all. She got it on with Anton. So, so, many, so much happened in these two episodes. So many things to talk about. Uh, in episode five, let me do a quick breakdown of what we're going to discuss in town. We're going to be discussing Hannah and Sophie. Hannah uh, goes boy crazy. Everyone thinks Marissa is just plain crazy. And Eric needs help but gets the wrong type. And, of course, everyone who watched the show... You know exactly what I'm referring to. Episode 6, Mother, we're going to break down Hannah's mom comes to visit. Hannah makes a deal with the devil. And yes, I'm calling Marissa the devil at this point. Eric is dead. Or is he? Sophie tries. Eric calls Hannah. And much more. We do have a special segment. We're going to talk about the scene that resonated with you the most we call that who you the university of where things happen and of course predictions we do have some predictions going in let's talk shop episode five season one hannah town well of course the whole concept is that hannah is now back with sophie that friendship is amazing. We love watching Sophie and Hannah talk. We love watching them interact with one another. They are so fun. They're so good together. They're they're the best combination of people that can be. Uh, because even Hannah in her, her depressed state where all she's doing is moping around and eating candy, Sophie's still such a good friend. Sophie is everything that Hannah is not. So Sophie is the is the antithesis to Hannah's social awkwardness, the antithesis to her her being. And yet there's this camaraderie between the two that we can just feel. It resonates even through the show. It resonates. It's like we enjoy them. And there's a little bit of tension because there's a little bit of attraction between the two. They're friends. They're almost lovers. Even with the situation with Anton, it's, it's as if Sophie was jealous on two fronts, not just that uh, the boy she likes and Hannah hooked up, but the fact that the girl she likes and and Anton hooked up, it, it was kind of a, a a little mismatch, a hodgepodge of emotional settings that went on. We definitely feel that tension between the two. Sophie's family is the nicest family on the planet. They're letting Hannah just stay with them. They're in London. They are going about their normal daily business, and Hannah comes along, and no one questions, hey, Hannah, where is your father or where are your parents or what about your mom? What's going on? Like, why are your parents just so loose with their child? Why are you allowed to just roam Europe as if there's nothing going on? That's the, that's the thing about Hannah and Sophie. Sophie is definitely the ride or die, the best friend. Sure. Hannah's hanging out. She's also hiding out a lot of things going on. She still has Marissa and Otex on her back. They're looking for, for her coming off episodes three and four. They're still searching for her, trying to eradicate what they think is the quote-unquote mistake that was made uh, by the program. And here, Hannah is the last remnants of this program. Hannah is now acting like a teenage girl. She's This is the most human Hannah that we've gotten throughout the show. This is a human Hannah who mopes, who's depressed, who's inquisitive who's rebellious a little she's a little she's basically a teenager there's no other way to put it but 
She's a teenager. What what else would you call that? What else would you call the things that she goes through? It's an interesting dynamic from the Hannah that we first met. This is when I say it's gone off off book, off the movie. This is a different Hannah. This is no longer just a soldier who's programmed. This is a this is a kid who's struggling with everything going on. And there's a lot of P- PTSD, traumatic experiences going on with Hannah. Let's be very honest. Now, Hannah meets a boy. And she didn't know that Anton was the boy that Sophie liked. I will give her that point. But Anton, of course, is this boy who Sophie has a crush on. And Hannah and Anton hit it off. There's something between them. It's uh, it's not coming off on screen as such a powerful move. Like The relationship between Sophie and Hannah is much stronger from the audience point of view. Where it's almost as if we feel that Hannah betrays Sophie by by befriending and then flirting and then going all the way with Anton. Because the connection between Hannah and Sophie is so strong. We see that. With Anton, sure, there's a flirtation. Obviously, Hannah has been exposed to boys now, and she's shown shown this propensity to be attracted and want to know at least its curiosity in a lot of ways. Anton is supposed to feel a lot more than the first boy that we met uh, back in episode one. But we don't really get that sense. We don't get a sense of, like, the, the feelings or the, the natural attraction between the two. Sure, we can tell they like each other, but do they really? And why is that bond stronger or superseding the bond she has with Sophie? Once Hannah knows that Sophie likes Anton, she should have immediately backed off. There should have been no question. It should have been, Sophie, you've been there for me. Your family's taken me in. You're my ride or die. My curiosity, my inquisitiveness, my attraction, my dealing with feelings that I've never had to deal with before. All this stuff doesn't matter. You are the only thing that matters. But that's not what happens. Hannah and and Anton, they while Sophie's away, the kids will play. And Sophie turns her back, and basically Hannah sleeps with Anton. Now, I was shocked that it went that far. I didn't think it would go that far. Hannah, I mean, sure, she's curious, but for it to go all that way... Once it's the first interaction and Hannah being so apprehensive about things and and paranoid, she didn't seem that she would just be up and up and ready for it. Anton, of course, uh, it doesn't seem like that was his first time. Hannah, we know that was her first time for basically everything. She this is almost this is what the third actual boy she's ever met. It's her father, then homeboy from Hungary or wherever, and then him, Anton. Like this is in the in the line lineup of men, she's she's she doesn't have much experience. Well, not she didn't have much experience. Now she's the most experienced amongst them, right? She, so she has sex with Anton. Anton is an interesting character. A- Anton is sure. I don't know if he's likable or not. I don't I don't know. I keep getting the sense that he's taking advantage of of Hannah. Now, I know that he's not. I know that he's not. He's, they're, they're portraying him as a nice, cute boy. But I feel this player vibe. He kind of says says the right thing-ish. 
And I just don't like the way it's going. I, I really like the dynamic between Hannah and Sophie. And, and to be honest, I thought the show was going to create a situation where they became lovers, where Hannah experiences this fluidity of her sexuality as its onset, as she's never felt it before. And she feels it because of the closeness and emotional bond that her and Sophie has. That's where the show felt like it was leading. Now, I would love to say this was a plot twist, but it seems to be a plot device instead. To have her meet boy, boy happens to be boy that best friend likes, Hannah gets with boy. It seems like a plot device instead. I'm not a fan of that storyline. However, it depends on how it plays out. So, we're going to give it a chance. I would love to know if you at home are shipping Hannah and Anton. And Anton... Hananton. That's what we're shipping it. Hashtag Hananton. That's H-A-N-N-A-N-T-O-N. Hananton. If we're shipping that, let me know. Or are we shipping Hofi? That's H-O-P-H-I-E. That's Hannah and Sophie. Let me know what you think. Now, while we get this thing where Hannah's kind of going boy crazy, on the flip side, we see that everyone at Ultrax, Sawyer, everyone included, feels that Marissa is crazy. And, and when I say that, I don't mean that in uh, just mental health. I'm talking about the concept of the concept of of her being abducted and her being assaulted by Eric and all these things caused her PTSD. She does not feel that way. Marissa doesn't feel that way. And she actually does not appreciate how they are labeling it. Uh, Here we have Sawyer basically citing, basically explaining Marissa's health issues, quote unquote, after the whole first situation with the Otrax of the Otrax children being being killed. Remember, they were all killed in the hospital when they were infants. And then Sawyer says something that's that's just so disheartening, especially in today's time. And this has to be on purpose, where he basically says uh, that it's got to be hard for her because Marissa's a woman. It would be harder for her because she's a woman. And and Marissa did not like that. I mean, she did not like the fact that her gender came to play. This is a boss-ass B-word. She is a boss. She does not play. She has done things that no the un, unfathomable, the unmentionable, and she's done it without batting an eye. And even though, yes, she was disturbed, at least we can say she was disturbed, by the Ultrax children killing, by the Ultrax children killing, she was not affected and has done her job as best as possible. And she does not like the implications or insinuations at all. And I think that's going to be a big thing that plays out later because Marissa is starting to not like how Sawyer is mansplaining her life. She did not like that. But she goes along. She goes along. She goes to the therapist. She talks to the therapist. She just wants to be back on her job. Marissa Marissa has this view where she is. She has a hero syndrome. She is the one that has to take care of this. Now, is this because... This is her, in her mind, her ultimate failure. Or is it because she is the ever consummate professional who wants to get the job done? That's not ever answered, but it's up for our interpretation. Now, I think it's a bit of both. I think that it's her being a professional. Uh, She's always on it. She never fails. She always gets her man. But at the same time, she did fail. She was responsible for... um, 
an, an unfathomable atrocity when they murdered ch- babies. They murdered babies. Let's remember, these were babies. They were infants. They were not grown people. They were not little people. They weren't teenagers. They weren't infants. They were babies. And she was personally responsible for the destruction and death of all of them. So possibly Hannah is a constant reminder of that. It's the only proof that such a thing happened. And in her mind, it might be a situation where it's, it's living proof that it happened. And if she can sweep this under the rug, if she can get rid of Hannah, she can suppress this memory forever. I mean, that's that's a very reasonable understanding of what may come to play. Um, that's the whole thing. And she believes she's the person who's the most qualified for the agency and all the goals of the agency and to catch Hannah. She's the only one that thinks she can catch Hannah. She's got this. And also being a woman, maybe she feels that concept of I'm a woman. Hannah's a woman. I can catch Hannah. None of you can. None of you can make that play. It's a it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic when you watch that at work. How does that how does how does she do? She does feel bad for killing all those innocent children. That's the most human. I remember when in the beginning of this episode, beginning of our after show, I said this is the most human Hannah. This is also kind of the most human Marissa because we also she see her go home and her boyfriend fiance guy. He's in the dark. We weren't sure about that before. We kind of thought so. She had a secret life. But now we know because he notices these sores, uh, these uh, like wrists, the rope marks on their wrists. And she and he basically the boyfriend is basically like, what's going on? And Marissa has to downplay it. She's like, oh, it's nothing. She knows she can't tell him. She makes up something. And he's looking at it like, are you going to S&M bonding, <laughs> bonding places without me? What is going on? So. We do see the most human or humane Marissa that we've gotten. And it makes us think that she's possibly a redeemable character. Can she be redeemed from the mistakes of her past? That is yet to be seen. Okay. Um, So much more because Eric. Now, this is the fourth storyline is the Eric storyline. And it overlaps and it might look like different storylines storylines with so now we have hannah and sophie that's one storyline hannah and anton that's a second storyline and it's meant to be separate marissa's storyline where marissa is now this agent person and the fourth one is of course eric which includes dieter it includes sawyer all those are all part of eric's storyline remember eric and so eric and hannah are now are now apart they've never been apart this long does Eric Eric has this fatherly sense towards Hannah that he doesn't show her but he you can tell within him while watching him do actions they torture uh they torture Eric to find out where the where where is where is um Hannah of course he doesn't know he does not know they he doesn't know where Hannah is he can't answer right so that's going into the next episode because he gets caught how does Eric get caught? So let's talk about the fact that he's shot. And I don't know who's Eric, who Eric's friends are, but they're the best friends on the planet. His friends come to his aid despite knowing that he is in, I mean, at this point, it's not even federal. This is global trouble. You are a global traitor at this point. Under You're on every watch list, and somehow they manage to get out to him, and they, they always help him out. Now, 
His friend who comes to him to remove the bullet, they can't remove the bullet because he needs a hospital. Eric can't go to a hospital. So he basically just cleans cleans the wound and hope that he doesn't get gangrene. I mean, I don't know what the hope is at that point. Eric is shot. Eric, Eric is a trooper. Eric is a soldier. Man, he is shot. He is still making it happen. He's still trying to trying to truck through everything and, and get back to to his girl. He calls up his good friend Dieter. Uh, because that's the only person he really has. Uh, who who else does he have? Right? Dieter is his best friend. Dieter is the man. I don't know if they're. I don't even know if best friends exist in this world. This isn't a Hannah and Sophie situation. This is a. We have a respect for one another. We've been in horrible situations together, and we have been there for one another. So we're always going to be comrades. That kind of situation. Now, Sawyer, who's trying to be the new Marissa, Sawyer is on the come up. Sawyer is the eager young agent, the the one who wants to take over, right? Sawyer finds that surveillance footage of Dieter uh, with the van in the uh, the parking garage. And and basically when Eric was uh, sieging the hotel and, and Sawyer puts it together, he goes to Dieter's job and basically asks him, you know, the normal, have you seen Eric? Dieter lies. To his credit, Dieter does lie. Now, Sawyer threatens Dieter's family, especially his children. That's the breaking point for Dieter. Dieter gives up Eric, and it's he does so reluctantly. He wasn't eager. He wasn't willing. So we still have this, this trust for Dieter, or at least we like him. We know that he gave up his buddy, but I mean... It it wasn't worth the risk. His family and his children were were in harm's way. I I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't think I would want to betray my friend, but I don't think my family and kids should suffer either. They are innocent, and also they're my kids. I mean, Dieter was put in a, between a rock with razors on it and a hard place with a knife. Like, he had no choice. So he does give up Eric, and Eric is captured. And that's as we go into... Uh, episode six, Mother. But before we get to episode six, I do want to say thank you to all of you at home for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Here at AfterBuzz, we talk about a variety of your favorite shows at home because they're our favorite shows too. We're all super fans and we love talking the talk and talking and walking the walk and doing all that stuff about the shows, but we do need your help. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you are as much a part of this panel, if not more so a part of this panel, than all of us here. So we need you to share, subscribe, spread the word. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five-star rating we so greatly deserve, or at least we will earn by the end of the show. Thank you so much for all that you do, being here each and every week as we discuss all your favorite shows and helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let's get to... Episode 6, Mother. Right before Mother's Day, right? Here we get into Episode 6, Mother, and it is a doozy. Marissa basically finds pictures of... And and this is the thing. Marissa is definitely a crafty person. She saw Instagram pictures and saw Hannah in the background because Hannah went out and it was the whole boys will get you in trouble. Well, guess what? Hannah's in the background of Instagram picture... Instantly, Marissa figures out London and heads to London. And so now we open up 
in episode six, we open up to Eric is caught. He's being tortured for information, not giving up Hannah because A, he doesn't actually know where Hannah is. And B, uh, let's be honest, he's never going to give up Hannah. So that's one storyline. Eric being captured. Number two, Marissa. Marissa visits Sophie's home. Now that's when it becomes a little nerve wracking. Sophie, who's, by the way, furious at Hannah for hooking up with her man, still covers for Hannah. What a great friend. This is the best friend. Where can I get a Sophie? She still covers for Hannah. Marissa introduces herself to the family as the mother, which we, as I said before, where is that time where Sophie's parents are wondering where the where the mom is, where the dad is? Well, here comes the mom. Mom is here looking for her daughter. Have you seen Hannah? Sophie still covers. Sophie's brother warns Hannah, says, your mother's here. Hannah's like, don't say you saw me. Sophie's brother goes back, and it doesn't take much for Marissa to get it out of Sophie's brother, right? So Marissa is playing her part. She wants to be fully reinstated. She wants to be the big boss again. She's tired of this PTSD therapy talk. She's like, I'm Marissa. You need to respect my gangster. That's basically how she's putting it in a paraphrased nice way to put it. So what does Marissa do? She convinces uh, Sophie's brother to send a text to Hannah and gets them to meet. Then she convinces Hannah to go with her. She says Eric is dead, which is extremely possible. We haven't seen or heard from Eric. Hannah doesn't know her father's still alive. So at this point, who does she have to go with? It's only Marissa. She doesn't have a choice. She doesn't know anything. She doesn't even know the rest of the world. Here she is. She sees that her friend's family is in danger. She sees that she has nowhere else to go. Marissa's giving her all the things that she promises, which is the way you should know. Buyer beware. Red flag, red flag. This is a woman who's been sent to haunt you. This is a woman who's sent to hunt you. This is a woman who murdered your mother. This is probably not not the woman you should trust and go with. She does not have your best intentions in mind. But Hannah still makes the deal. Hannah feels hopeless and helpless and doesn't know what to do. She's making a deal with the devil. That is the devil. Marissa is the devil. Marissa killed all the babies. Now she's planning to turn Hannah over and basically trade Hannah for reinstatement back at her position and let them know, hey, I can make things happen. This is who I am. You guys couldn't do it. I did it, and I actually did it on my own because I'm the most clever, I'm the baddest B-word on the planet. That's how Marissa feels. And telling her, telling Hannah that, that Eric is dead, Eric is her whole world. I mean, yeah, we have Sophie. Yeah, we have Sophie's family. But the truth is, uh, Hannah knows no one but Eric. Eric is the only person she knew for the first 15, 16 years of her life. Her father, I mean, any of us would be devastated to learn that our, our father has been has passed or been murdered. But let alone, this is the only person you've ever even been in contact with for the past 16 years. You've only known other people for a couple months. You didn't even know other people really existed. You weren't even allowed past your, your forest line. So, wow, we have to understand that Hannah makes this deal with the devil, but she feels like she has no other choice. So... One more time, we see Sophie tries. Sophie, best friend of all best friend. Sophie tries. Sophie is like, hey, is this your mother? Are you sure? What do you mean this is your mom? 
you are you in danger? Hannah is trying to protect Sophie, not realizing she should probably tell Sophie a little bit of the truth just in case something came out of it, especially because now we see that since Hannah made the deal with Marissa, Eric, who they've been torturing and held captive, they don't need him anymore. They're like, oh, let's uh, let's let's make the call. Sawyer gives the call and is like, put him to death. Why would they need Eric? Eric is no longer a viable source of information or potential information. That is protocol. And especially for an agency of this caliber, of this magnitude. So Eric has nothing, nothing. Eric is, he has no leverage at this point. So let's keep that in mind. Sophie still tries. Sophie sees that something's wrong. Sophie should be an Eldress. Sophie has this sixth sense about, hey, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem... Good. This is fishy. Can I help? What can I do? But of course, Hannah denies her help, and she does so with good reason. I mean, Sophie, you're great. We love you, Sophie. You're amazing. You're a bit outmatched here. You're you're a bit outmatched. You can't go up against the the government agency. You don't even know how to cry properly. Uh, just the way she cries was a little extra. So now we get that storyline, and that's where the hint mother comes from. But now we get Eric. Eric, who is captured, tortured, then left for dead. They send in some assassins because he has nothing to hold. He has no more cards in his hand. Guess what? Eric is still Eric. Eric is the best trained agent of all time. Eric kills all those assassins and gets free and gets out. And there's nothing anyone can do about it because he is Eric. And then we hear that callback. And I said here because it's both figuratively, literally, and also the callback of a tag. We hear Eric's call. Remember the first episode where he's like, uh, Hannah, you can hear me anywhere. You can always hear me. Well, now we know what he actually means. Eric basically whispers Hannah's name, and Hannah can hear him. I mean, he literally whispers, and he just says Hannah, and she hears him. I guess her super super hearing now we're seeing it work she's fine-tuned to eric's voice or at least able to disseminate or figure it out it felt almost like it was a telepathic ability but it wasn't it was simply her super hearing she hears eric calling her name she's like uh eric i can hear him i thought he was dead starts questioning marissa and when he and when she questions marissa here's the thing marissa should have realized something was about to happen Marissa, and she did, but she wasn't sure. She started questioning, are you sure my dad's dead? Because that's their connection, and boom. They get in that, they get in the public space, they get in the elevator, and Eric shows up, and Marissa has no choice but to basically give Sophie over. It's a public space, too much is happening, too many, too much liability, and that's how it goes down. I mean, Eric basically pulls a maneuver. He will not He's like the Terminator. He will not stop. This guy does not give up. At this point, it's almost as if I don't know what their mission is. Is their mission simply to kill Marissa? Because if it is, why don't why not just kill Marissa in the elevator? Like you see her take the L. You guys disappeared. It's not it's okay. You could just kill Marissa. I mean, sure, Marissa is tough to kill, but still, you could kill her. I'm not saying it doesn't come with a cost. So I don't actually understand what their mission is at this point. Is it to kill Marissa? Is it to bring down the whole entire agency? 
Is it to get free because they originally were? There's just so much to to figure out in that realm. But I guess that's why we're getting much more in the season two. And we're leading towards the end of this. We have a total of two more episodes left. That's seven and eight. So what's going to happen? We need to figure it out. I know a lot of you at home binged. Uh, and already know how it goes down, but we would love to talk about it in the prediction form. But let's get to our special segment really quick. Let's talk who you, the scene, the scene that represents or resonated with you the most. Now, the scene that resonated with me the most is when Eric basically kicks everybody's ass because he's not going to get taken down. The assassins come in in episode six and Eric is Eric and does what he does because it's like, Hey, I might be down, but I'm not out. And don't forget who you're messing with. I'm Eric. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the book, the book that you guys read. I wrote it and he shows them. And I, and I personally felt that that was like one of the coolest scenes. It was such a fun scene to watch. And it was definitely one of the highlights of episode six. News and gossip, we don't have much. We do know it's renewed. After Buzz TV News. We do know we're renewed for season two. We've broken that uh, twice. We've gotten on the Instagram uh, of, we've gotten on the Instagram for uh, for Esme Creed Miles. Now, other thing is there are a lot of Hannah comparison articles online. Make sure to check some of them out if you're really interested. Uh Please go online and find it. You'll you'll see people uh, have taken it upon themselves. There's one on YouTube that I found very helpful. Hannah 2011 versus 2019. Differences side-by-side comparison. It is man-child versus life. Uh, check it out on YouTube. It was put out, and it's definitely... Uh, it's only two minutes long. It's definitely worthwhile to watch. Make sure to, make sure to go check it out. And... You can see side by side how things work. It's fun. It's a fun little clip. It's a fun little clip. And also for all you Hannah fans, it's a fun, fun uh, throwback to the original 2011 movie. Now, let's get into some predictions, shall we? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Um, predictions. Um, that's how we feel. We are predicting. Now, I think what's going to happen is Hannah is going to get fed up. She wants to know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Uh, Because she keeps getting these lies. She keeps getting these pieces. She needs to know what's going on. And so we've seen this rebellious Hannah take place, and she's grown over time. We're going to need her to get back into that. And they're going to have to get out of – they're going to have to get out of – out of at least Western Europe, because that seems to be Ultrex's strong suit is that Western Europe. So I feel like they're going to get out of Western Europe and, and and make it possibly back to the woods or at least somewhere in that vicinity where they are the most at home. E- Eric is going to have to tell Hannah as much as the truth as possible. And then Marissa, I feel like, is possibly going to fill in the gaps and and, and let them know. I think Marissa and Sawyer are going to come to a head because you can see that clash being set up. We see that clash being set up. And of course, Dieter, who redeemed himself by helping by helping Eric in in episode 6 and explained to Eric, "Hey, they came after my family. I had no choice." I think that Dieter uh Dieter dies. I I don't I'm not sure. I just feel like if Dieter died, that would 
it would be one of those heart moments that we are all looking to feel. And uh, it's definitely, Dieter is definitely a fun character we're enjoying. So watching Dieter and and hope if he died, we would all feel. And that's something that the show at times lacks. So I think those are the things that will happen. Who knows? We will find out. And guess what? We will find out. You will find out more if you find me. That's on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, at I am Tehran, all across the board. Uh, and, of course, at AfterBuzz, hosting a slew of AfterBuzz after shows. I'm here all the time. Make sure to check me out. Find me and tell your friends. More importantly, we will be talking more Hannah. Erica will be back. We're talking... More Hannah, same Hannah time, same Hannah After Buzz channel right here at After Buzz. Thank you for watching the After Show. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.